Welcome to the show, Fairways in Finance. My name is Jeff Smith. I've been in the mortgage business for 16 years, top quarter percent LO nationwide. And you know, this podcast, we want to talk about your finances, how to grow and accumulate wealth and all things related to the mortgage industry. But we're golf lovers here as well. So we're going to work in some golf. Don't worry for my golf lovers out there. We got you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Okay. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Jeff Smith, Fairways in Finance, coming at you with a new episode. Exciting topic today. We're going to talk about interest rate locks. And, you know, this is a timely podcast uh, because of the volatility that we're seeing in the market right now. And so I want to take you through what is an interest rate lock? Um, how does that work? When should you lock? What does it mean to lock and, and you know, what the different terms are? Because it gets very confusing and, you know, for the average person, they, they really don't know a lot about what that means. So let's first talk about how mortgage companies make money. And mortgage companies make money by closing loans and they fund the loan with their own money using a line of credit called a warehouse line. And then they sell that loan. Most of them get sold to one or two government agencies, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So when a mortgage company sells a loan to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, it might be a $300,000 loan, but but depending on the rate that they selected, that $300,000 loan might be worth $310,000. So when they sell it to Fannie Mae, Fannie Mae gives them $310,000, and the extra $10,000 is their profit on that loan. And so the, the value of the loan itself is based on the rate, and it's based on the rate at the time that the loan was locked. And so when you lock an interest rate, you're basically reserving pricing from a specific day. So more, the, the government agencies, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, will allow lenders to lock a rate and basically guarantee pricing from a specific day so that their client can then go through the underwriting approval process and close on a on a home which could take you know 30 to 60 days to close on a home so that way they're assured of what their rate is and and the lender can close the deal and there's no question marks as to whether they'll qualify for the payment if rates go up so now let's step back and think about as a consumer, when I'm looking at locking a rate, you know, what should I be considering? You know, what does that mean? So when once you go under contract, in most cases, that's the option where you have to lock in an interest rate. I, I do have a program where you could lock a rate up front for 90 days, and then that allows you to go shop for homes. But you know, those programs, the rate is a little bit higher than it would be if you didn't lock it up front. So we'll, we'll set that aside for now. Um, let's just talk about a regular rate lock. So a regular rate lock, once you go under contract on a home and you have a property address, that is when you can lock in a rate. So today's Friday is an example. If I had a client go under contract today and I give them a quote on what the rate is, I could lock their rate, which means that I am reserving the pricing sheet from today. And once the rate is locked, it will be set. So if market rates during the underwriting approval process go up, that client is not going to have to pay a higher rate. If market rates go down, that client also is not going to get a lower rate. They're going to be fixed onto that pricing sheet from today. 
So let's say that I locked the rate on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage at 6.5%, just as an example. And let's say that 6.5% was with zero discount points. If the borrower decided that they wanted to buy down the interest rate, they could still do that, and it would be based on the rate sheet from today. So it's 6.5%, no points. It might be 6% if they paid a 1% discount point to buy down the rate. After I've locked the rate today, they could still make that change, and it would be based on today's rate sheet. So a week from now, if they decide, hey, Jeff, they give me a call, I'd like to buy down my rate from 65 to 6%, how much is that going to cost me? I could give them that number based on the pricing from today. So it all felt fall back to what the rate sheet was for today. Okay, so the benefit of locking is that you protect yourself if mortgage rates go up during the underwriting approval process. You are also taking a, a little bit of a risk that mortgage rates can improve during the underwriting process, and then you would not get the benefit of the lower rate. So it whether you should lock up front or not lock up front depends on the environment that we're in. This environment that we're in this year, and really dating back to you know the last six months of last year, has been very volatile, and uh, the mortgage rates have been very stubborn. And when I say stubborn, I mean that we've gone through some periods of times where mortgage rates start to improve, and then they quickly shoot back up. So it's like we're thinking that rates are improving, and then all of a sudden something comes out in the news cycle, and now rates are going back up. And so it's we just have not been able to really break down to the next level. We've been between six to seven and a half percent with points and no points, basically for the last uh, over twelve months. You know, so rates have been in that window for a long time, and uh, so in this type of environment, I recommend locking the rate. Because uh, I've I've had clients over the last three months who have wanted to float the rate to see if they could get an an improvement in pricing during the underwriting process, and then what's happened is the rate that they could have got at the beginning of the process ended up being lower than what they locked the rate at two or three weeks into the process because from when they went under contract to when we locked the rate, market rates worsened. And then ultimately, you've got to lock the rate you know, about 10 days prior to closing. So then once we locked it in, it was a higher rate than what they could have gotten had they locked it at the beginning of the process. And it, that's happening because it's just very unpredictable with, with what the market is doing right now. So in this environment, because of what I've experienced with my clients over the last 90 days, I recommend locking for everybody right now. And I strongly recommend locking until we see a convincing move lower in interest rates. So if you're considering buying a home here um, this year, this summer, uh, I would recommend locking in the rate for sure as soon as you go under contract. Now, in most cases, I prefer locking the rate up front as well. You know, Unless we're clearly in an environment where it's like rates are going down and they're, they've been steadily going down, then I, then I might say, okay, yeah, let's float it for a little while. But here's why I, I generally recommend locking in any market. Because if I go under contract and, and buy this home, let's say I'm under contract to buy a home for 500 grand and the rate is 6%. Now I know what my monthly payment is. I've got this number in my head. Maybe it's $3,000 a month, okay? If I lock my rate, I know that I'm guaranteeing myself my payment's not going to be more than three grand a month. 
even if market rates improve, yeah, maybe my payment could have been twenty nine hundred a month, but I know that it's not going to be more than three thousand a month. If I float the rate and try and cross my fingers and hope that market rates go down, and they don't, and they go up, now I'm paying maybe thirty one hundred a month instead of three thousand a month. I would much rather lose out on a potentially lower payment and guarantee that my payment's not going to be any higher. I think it's a lot harder to swallow when your payment is higher than you were expecting versus losing out on a payment that was a little bit lower than what you were expecting. Okay, so I think that's the safer play. The other reason I like to lock in an interest rate up front is most closings are 30 days. We generally don't see a big change in mortgage rates over a 30-day period. If we do, it's almost always higher. Mortgage rates go up faster than they go down. Typically, when mortgage rates go down, it is a slow, incremental improvement with some blips. You know, so we go up a little bit, then we go down, 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 then we go up a little bit, then we go down, down, down. And it, you know, it takes a year. It takes two years for rates to really come down in a significant way. Whereas when mortgage rates go up, sometimes we get some things in the news, um, we get some data coming out, and all of a sudden rates are just ratcheting up. And, and in a 30-day period, you can see them go up quite a bit. So most of the risk that you're taking is to the worst side in 30 days. You know, it's, it's not often that you would leave a mortgage rate floating and see an improvement more than like a quarter percent or three-eighths of a percent in rate. It's just, you know, it's just not that common. Does it happen? Yeah, but it's just not that common. So you're taking a risk of paying a higher payment in hopes of a pretty rare occurrence where you're going to get a significantly lower payment. So that's that's why, in general, I recommend locking up front. Right now, I am strongly recommending all of my clients lock their rate up front. I think it's just way too risky in this market, and there's no reason to risk it. Uh, so that's what it means to lock in an interest rate. You're reserving the price sheet from that day, and then the rate is set. And if mortgage rates improve or worsen, your rate does not improve or worsen. Now, one other, one other element to this too, and this is one other reason to lean in the, in the side of locking up front. If you lock your rate up front and we see a big improvement in the market in 30 days, which isn't very common, but let, let's say that that happens. And let's say, when I, and when I say big improvement, like let's say that mortgage rates go down half a percent or three quarters of a percent while you're under contract. You can do what's called a rate renegotiation. So let's say market rates went down three quarters of a percent. There is a cost for the lender to unlock your rate and give you a lower rate. So if rates go down three quarters of a percent, what the lender can do is reduce your rate by maybe half a percent, and then they're covering the cost by building it into that rate. So they're not, you're not getting the full benefit of what the rate would have been had you locked it on that day, but you're getting an improvement in your rate. And the cost of that you know, is being paid by not giving you the absolute lowest rate, if that makes sense. So the, it's, it varies from day to day, so there's not an exact you know, formula of like, this is how much that costs. It's, it fluctuates all the time, but it, roughly a quarter percent. You know, so if you if market rates improve a quarter percent or three-eighths of a percent, there's just not enough margin in there for the lender to cover the cost of, of, of unlocking the rate 
and give you a lower rate. But if market rates go down more than half a percent, then you can do a rate renegotiation, still get the benefit of a lower rate, but you locked it up front to protect yourself. So, I mean, even as I'm explaining this here on this podcast again, uh, just thinking this through, you know, it just really gets me back into the mindset of like, I always recommend locking, always prefer locking. Um, and, you know, I've had some clients who, who have wanted to float and, you know, some of them are pretty savvy. And so I thought, okay, all right, let's float this and see what happens. And, and it just hasn't worked out. So uh, protect yourself, take a little bit more conservative route and make sure that you're not stuck with a payment that's, that's higher than what you were anticipating it to be. Um, so, so that is interest rate locks and how that works and, you know, what, what I think you should do with those. And, and that's also, I think really important for most buyers before you're shopping for a home as well, you've got to have a a lengthy conversation with your lender to dial in. How much is this monthly payment going to be? Um, what are rates today? What is the rate that I'm eligible for? So that when you go under contract on a home, you've got a really good idea of what that cost is going to be. Because you know, at the end of the day, what the mortgage costs you, you know, is is your monthly payment. You pay your down payment and closing costs at closing. That's one lump sum, one time payment. But then going forward from there, for thirty years, you're making that monthly payment, and so you've got to make sure that that payment is comfortable. And it's within your budget so that you don't get yourself in trouble down the road. That's interest rate locks 101. Shoot me a DM or or give me a call if you have questions on that. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your stories on on, uh, how your experience has been with rate locks. And uh, any way I can help on on a purchase transaction of yours or refinance or, or any questions that you have, hit me up anytime. I'm always happy to help. Take care. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I I hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable information out of it. I want to help to educate others and and help people grow their business and build wealth. And I can only do that with referrals and your help getting the word out about this podcast. So if you come across someone you think could benefit from this, please share it with them. And if there's nobody who comes to mind, a five-star review would go a long way in in helping me to, to grow this podcast and grow the brand. So appreciate your support.